sent you. Counter offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. I love my greens at night. And if you love your greens just like I do, it's going to train to take you for a ride. It's 6 o'clock. It's MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, here for the Joke Workshop, all aboard the skunk train. Toot toot. If you smoke it, got it. If you got new jokes, tell them. Uh, Please remember at Joke Workshop to uh, be kind to your fellow comedians. Don't forget to give Mutiny Radio $2 so that we can keep the doors open. Excited in less than two weeks, we have the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, fourth annual. Join us for that. But hey, right now, join us for the joy and wonderment that is the Joke Workshop. Comedians are going to do four-minute sets, followed by four minutes of critique by their comedian peers. There are microphones strewn all about the performance space. We've got awesome, super fun comics ready to be here and make you laugh, make each other laugh. And it's going to be great. So uh, let's start it up right now with your very first comedian. He's a super funny guy. He got here on time. His long flowing locks make him look like a Viking, a very distinguished Viking. Put your hands together for your first comic of the evening. Aaron Lewis! What's your boy? Grinder. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Hey, Joke Workshop. Let's do this. Dude, I fucking had to run through the trenches of shit through the Tenderloin to get here on time, okay? So... Uh, I don't need a... No, no, no applause. That's just how we live here um anyways uh there's been a lot of movements that have gone on in history there's this me too movement right now and i like that one because no one should be sexually assaulted and if you have you should have no problem accusing that fucker of sexually assaulting you see i'm trying to start my own movement though it's called the me neither movement where if you've done something really embarrassing, you just deny the shit out of that. Like, even if you shat your pants in front of somebody, just deny it that it ever happened. Like, let me give you an example here. Like, have you ever, like, found a baggie of white powder on the ground and snorted it and then woke up with a bloody ass? <laughs> me neither. Me neither. So don't ask me about it. But if you want some, I got a little bit more. Another story that did not happen to me, so don't ask me about it. Yeah, I totally did not snort meth on the Muni recently. Um, No, I got really mad at the guy because he didn't tell me it was meth. Like, not cool. He told me it was the ashes of Macho Man Randy Savage. What a bitch. Uh, I should have listened to my mom. She told me to never listen to strangers. 
She's always right. She told me I'd make it to the big city one day. And look at me now, Mom. They got a McDonald's here. Uh, someone sat me down recently, and they tried to have a heart-to-heart with me. They tried to do a little intervention, if you will. They said, Aaron, you're arrogant. You think too highly of yourself. But all you do is get drunk and say shitty jokes at open mics. So I thought about it. And I replied to them, Grandma, you better shut the fuck up. You toothless hag. Yeah, Grandma's dead now. I didn't kill her with kindness or compassion or anything nice. Just that random baggie of white powder on the ground did the job. Yeah, some people think I'm a bad person, which is ridiculous, because if you've heard anything that I've said tonight, you know I'm a fortress of morality, okay? Um, But they think I'm a bad person because they've heard stories about me, but they've only heard half the story. Someone sat me down recently, and they said... Aaron, I heard you kicked a person in a wheelchair out of a bar. I said, yeah, I did, okay? Because the bar was closed. And only people with legs get to hang out in the bar after it closes. Look, I don't make the rules. And normally, I don't even enforce them. But I made up that rule. And I'm fucking enforcing it. Someone has said to me, they said, Aaron, I heard you killed a person. I said, yeah, I did, okay? Grandma should have shut the fuck up. Thank you. Aaron Lewis, everyone. Fucking with his grandma. Yeah, moving microphones around. People excited. Uh, I'll start real quick before we get to the other people. Hashtag me neither is a great punchline. I think that you brought it out too soon. I would reorder your joke so it's like blah, 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 blah. Hashtag me neither. And then I would bring that out too with the whole grandma killing. You ever killed a person? Hashtag me neither. I think it's a good like callback for that to, to soften the blow of murdering your grandmother. How long were you here for it? Like, your comedy is good. How are we doing? Uh, anyway, so just uh, I just all positive here. Uh, you every time I hear a killing your grandma joke, it's funny. So great job. Very, my man. That that one I wouldn't use that one again. It doesn't seem to be working very well. Uh, just the same feedback basically as Pam, which is that I think that bringing the one of the me neither on the grandma thing to be a me. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a me either, but if it was supposed to, just wanted to be like a harder me neither. So that was delightful. Thanks. 
I don't know why that one isn't working either. You, if you can't hear yourself, it's not. Where's the other microphone? There's one behind in the back. Try that one. There you go. That's playing. That, that one you can hear. That one I can hear. Okay. I'm hearing all that. You got this? There you go. Yeah, that's cool. a good one. Uh, so, like, I've heard some of these jokes before, uh, and, like, I just felt like this time when you were going through them, it felt more mechanical than it was just like you were saying it. And so, like, what, it, what happened was, like, like, the intro with Me Too, it didn't feel like you actually wanted to talk about, like, taking the edge off of the Me Neither part. Like, like I know you only have four minutes, uh, but when you have longer, more time, like, make it so that you're, like, you're really trying to address the fact that, like, this isn't a Me Too joke, cause you just think getting to Me Neither is, like, a funny... Like, I don't know, it, it didn't... It felt like you were, you were rushing through the Me... The, talking about the Me Too stuff to get to Me Neither. Um, but the Me Neither, just, like, it pays itself. Like, it, it's, it's a funny thing to sh tag and, and to, to drag along, and it's really funny. Um, also, you did, like, a, the little thing about, like... I don't think I've ever heard before, is, like, playing up, like, the fact that you're, like, coming to the big city and you go to McDonald's here and shit like that. You could do that for forever. Like I bet you, like I think that you could make that like meaty and, and uh, make a meal out of that like idea of coming to the big city and just a bunch of shit that's because San Francisco is not just a big city. It's also just like a cultural <laughs> uh, shock. So yeah, there's plenty to play with that. Um, you also have talked about like kicking the legless guy out of the bar before, and the first time I heard you say it, it was so funny because like it literally sounded like you were just telling the story. It was just like I had to kick a legless guy out of the bar. It was like it wasn't. Uh, like you didn't make the rules, but it was like the bar was closed, uh, and then you like what's the the punchline on that? It's like you said like the bar was closed. and only people with legs right. are allowed in the bar after it closes. Right. It first it just sounded like you were like the bar was closed. Like the first time I heard you say it was like the bar was closed, so like he had to get out, and then like then you waited, you let that sit longer, and then you were like and no people with people with legs are only allowed in the bar, and like so it it, it was funnier. This time it felt like you rushed there too fast. You know what I'm saying? I definitely tried to fit in. Uh what I had written down yeah during this four minutes yeah it's yeah. four minutes I get that but yeah just that kind of feedback I think I've heard all the jokes in other form in other ways you've told it and they've been funny so yeah just giving you that kind of feedback very my man <laughs> uh, I don't know if you made a joke with the word kick but I feel like you should make the joke with the word kick since you're kicking out a guy with no legs and he can't kick like kick? kicked him out like okay. not to show yeah, off that's a anything, good idea you know I don't know yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Well, I mean, and it's it's always hard if you're going to, you know, punch down to people in wheelchairs or uh, murdering grandmas. But, I mean, if you can make it funny, then we're, you know, all 100%. But it, it's a hard, that's a hard road to, like, like you're like, yeah, I'm going to make fun of a guy in a wheelchair. That's So that actually hard. happened, it's, but he was, like, groping a woman, so I had to kick him out, so... Yeah, then make yeah. him, make him, give him, give him more, give him. But uh, are you that, in a wheelchair? My, Hashtag like me neither. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just wanted to like make make myself look bad, just because like I don't know. Uh, I felt that like like I'm not a. Never mind. I, my time's done. Right. Like. <laughs> sure. All right. Everybody clap. Hell for yeah. Me, Aaron Lewis. Give it up for Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. Aaron Lewis. Yay. Yay. 
So we've learned that um, that microphone in the back is the best one. The other two are kind of quiet and weird. But uh, we're going to keep moving along here on the Joke Workshop. Your next comedian. He was uh, just really awesome last Friday on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Come laugh at his jokes right now. Take notes. It's Shane Kenny. How's everyone doing? Woo-hoo. So I was going to work yesterday at 8 a.m., which sucked. But... While I was walking to work, um, from four blocks away, I heard loudly ringing bells, letting people know it's time for church. And I was thinking, loud bells at 8 a.m. on a Sunday? It's a douchebag move. Like, if I live next to a church and had to put up with that crap on a morning I woke up hungover, I'd burn down the church. Like, it's... Like, if I made loud noises, letting people know, hey, I'm about to honor my belief system and I woke up half the neighborhood making loud noises to let everyone know, that'd be a problem. Like, what if every time I got stoned or did mushrooms, I rang a giant air horn that could be heard for blocks on end, letting people know it's time to get high because I'm honoring my belief system. Um. So I grew up Catholic, um, went to Sunday school, church every week, all that crap. And um, I didn't find out about the kid fucking till after I left. And when people were telling me about that, I was like, they were doing what now? The whole time. I had no idea about the kind of danger I was in. I was friends with a few priests even. But apparently I wasn't cute enough for priests. And then I got insecure. If I'm not cute enough for girls or for priests, then who am I cute enough for? And that's not supposed to be my takeaway from a tragedy, but that's how insecurities work. So people will tell me, hey, man, hey, don't be so hard on religion. And for a minute, I thought, all right. But then I went, wait a second. Hasn't religion been hard on literally everything else? Little boys, gay marriage, even other religions. Like, but then every time you try to point out how silly religion is, people go, oh, but my feelings. You know, it's like, you don't get to be a dick to the rest of the world and then get upset when people make fun of that dick. Um, what else? Um, so, meat eaters are like alcoholics. They know what they're doing isn't the best for them, But once it gets inside you, it just feels so good. Like, they can't just quit cold turkey. Like, for me, walking past an In-N-Out is like walking past a liquor store. I know I shouldn't go in, but then the hollowness in me goes, let's try to fill this void, man. Like, both are bad for you. It just comes down to what organ you hate the most. For me, I had to have a sit down with my liver and be like, listen, buddy. A sacrifice had to be made and you drew the short end of the stick and no one ever got fat drinking rum so sacrifice had to be made um, like it's funny my meat-eating family prefers that I eat meat rather than do drugs and my vegan friends will prefer that I do drugs rather than eat meat so whichever one I do is just dependent on whose judgment I care about facing more 
All right, I'm out of stuff. I'm just spitballing here. I'm yield my time to the judges. <laughs> Yay, Shane Kenny! Woo woo woo! Hey! Hey! People coming around to give comments. The better microphone is the one that is has a silver tip on it on the behind you, just so you know. Like that's that's our go-to sort of mic for this tonight. There you Let's go. There you go. Uh, great set. I liked it. Uh, I think uh, somewhere initially you went. Uh, what are they doing now? Uh, to the priest of the church, right? Uh, yeah. I feel like there's maybe a chance with direction. Uh, we could go something like. Oh, that is what that was. Right. Uh, so like I don't know. Uh, mostly that it happened to you and you were unaware. Appreciate it. I feel like a ton of your language had to do, um, you said, uh, I get a hard on for, uh, that was funny, after you'd been talking about priests, and then you even said, once it gets inside you, and I was like, well, that's a callback to priests. And uh, you started talking about your other insecurities, and then you started talking about hard ons, and I was like, okay. It's like you, it's like you accidentally, and you said like, um, dick a bunch of times, which was funny, and when you were talking about hard-ons, and it was accidental, I think, but I feel like you could be purposeful with that. And then you even used um, organ, which is another word for dick, and then sacrifice is part of Catholicism. So you were like, sort of talking about all of this Catholicism stuff, and you were using really cheeky language about it, and I would focus on that cheeky language about talking about priests, dicks, and you know, I mean, you said once it gets inside you, and I'm like, <laughs> and you didn't, you weren't specifically talking about priests and little dicks or whatever, but I don't know. I was like, oh, just listen back to it and you'll hear. I know, that's sort of like what I was going for. Like, I knew it sounded sexual, but I was also, um, I don't know, it was a beautiful double entendre in the context of what I said before and also the way I feel about burgers and alcohol inside of me. I would just push that harder because. Like it seemed, it seemed um, accidental and not purposeful, and maybe because those are almost puns in your act, you might want to take a pause so that everyone knows, like, oh, that was purposeful, kind of thing. Like just a timing issue. But I mean, the language there, the language is all there. It's just how you push the language. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there. Oh, comments. Comments. People finding Like, I try to be elegant in my religion bashing because punk rock me is just, just, fuck religion! But no, I have to be elegant and articulate stuff. <laughs> hey, hello. Hey, get set. Uh, let's see, a couple things. Uh, the church as a douchebag. I thought that was really funny. Uh, I feel like you could go somewhere with that. Just the idea of people in church being douchebags just seems really ridiculous and funny to me. Uh, the bit on religion has been hard on everything else. I feel like that kind of ended on a bit of an angry note. Maybe there's something to like, I don't know, end. A little bit funnier, I'm not sure. Didn't think through it. Uh, can't just quit cold turkey. Thought that was a great line. Okay, and I thought that was like, <laughs> I'm like, I should get punched for this pun. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Um, and... Uh, the meat eating versus doing drugs. It's a great comparison and it's so true. And I feel like you could just ride that for a little bit of how ridiculous and true that is, especially in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's fucking ridiculous, but it's true. Mm. Yeah. 
Clap your hands wildly for Shane Kenny. That's how the joke workshop works. It's working. I'm really excited because we have a lady in the room tonight. Yay! It's, I'm always excited when there's when there's lady comics because usually it's such a sausage fest. Uh, you know what? She she might not have a sausage, but man, does she have big balls? Put your hands together for Natasha Vinick. Yeah, big balls. Do you guys like Lacroix? What? Why? It tastes like bad water, and they just put bubbles to hide how it's bad water. The only thing I think people would like about it is that it is sourced locally. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, we get LaCroix from every time a rich white woman's water breaks. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Uh, I'm someone who just likes to get abortions for fun. I know you're like not supposed to say that and when you joke about abortion, it can really like suck the air out of the womb. Oh wow, 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 wow. Uh, do you guys watch Law and Order? Yeah. Do you watch it on SVU or a regular setting? SVU. SVU. Do you know there's another one? There's another one. No. I know. I was shocked. And I was like, I got to write this down. This is important. It's criminal intent. Stupid. There wasn't a joke. I just like the idea of regular setting for Law and Order. <laughs> That's just what I liked about it. That's what I liked about it. Uh, okay. I got a text from my ex I'd like to read to you guys. I have some exes. I have many exes. You know, that happens. Relationships happen. They end. There's no faults. I'm friends with all of them. I was very friendly with this ex for a while. He recently sent me a different text being like, hey, if we're together, if we're uh, alone when we're 50, let's get together. And I'm like, that's really nice of you or whatever. But and I'm with someone. This is inappropriate. And he's like, okay, my bad, Natasha. You're a good friend. Then a week later, I get this text. Um... This text he sends is weird and uh, out of character. Uh, Okay, it starts. uh, Natasha, do the world a favor. We're on a mission, you guys. (laughs) Get ready to save the worlds. Natasha, do the world a favor. Kill yourself. Or, okay, we're not gonna die. We're chill, we're chill, we're chill. Or at least stop dating men. Fine. <laughs> okay, this is fine so far. You are a slut. This is the first time I've been called that. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're a slut who breaks a lot of good guys' hearts. Aww. Poor Brian. He's a good guy. Uh, I've heard it over the years and felt it too. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we broke up eight years ago. <laughs> I got this text last week. <laughs> like, what? What's happening here? Okay. I've heard it over the years and felt it too. So I imagine what happens is he'll walk into a party and be like, oh, I'm so bummed out. Natasha and I broke up eight years ago. And someone be like, oh, you talking about Natasha? She broke up with me four years ago. Like, oh man, it's so hard. And someone else will be like, are you talking about Natasha? <laughs> Bring it in, man. <laughs> like, fuck. Next sentence. <laughs> don't bother responding. What? I don't get to say, Brian. I love you. Like what? I don't get to have a nice fucked up life. Okay, this is where it gets fucked up. He says, have a nice fucked up life dating your father. 
Yeah, it's weird and it's messed up because Brian knows my dad essentially bailed 19 years ago and moved to Miami. You know, like he, like everyone knows that it's very hard to maintain a long distance relationship. <laughs> like there's no way I can date my dad. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I think that's everything that I had that was important. <laughs> very important. Thank you so much, you guys. The Georgia Vinick! I loved your set. I think you're a genius. That was really funny. Like all the new stuff, the dating dad stuff here. I enjoyed it so, so much. Other people. I know that's not very helpful, but you heard me laugh out loud, so that, that might or might not be helpful. Uh, rich women's water breaking, or whatever that line was. Fantastic. Funny as fuck. Um, with the abortions, I think just rephrase it, because right now it sounds like you get abortions at like a frequency someone eats at like fucking Chipotle. Like figure out a way to just say how you're like pro getting it without making it sound like you have like a puncher. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like it sounds like you do it as a hobby, which I'm sure might be the joke, but then the audience is like, you can't do it that often. Mm -hmm. Like physically. Like it's too unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. But the rest of the joke is fine. It's just a setup. It's like, I could lose you on that one. I get that. I like that for suck the air out of the womb, though. No, that's what I'm saying. That, that's so air. funny. That part is great. So I'm saying lead okay. into that, but just figure out how to rephrase that beginning. Mm -hmm. Lean in. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I like the LaCroix every time a wish woman's water breaks. And then I feel like there might be funny mappings of like the flavors of LaCroix to uh -huh. type of women. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Or babies. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to see the... Yeah. Thank pample you. Mousse. It's fun to say the word pamplemousse, too. Oh, that's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's the grapefruit flavor. Yeah. Pamplemousse. Super good comedy. Uh, yeah, you're, you're one of my favorites. You're hella good. Uh, I was just curious, do you do you always use the name Brian for men in your... I have a lot of exes named Brian. <laughs> is that it? Is that really... My uncle's name is also Brian. I have a crush on him. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's, you know what? That's actually... Just you being honest right there, it's so cute if you actually do say that. Like, I have a lot of exes named Brian. My uncle's name is also Brian. I have a crush on him. That's really funny. That's like just that and just you throwing it away, just being yourself. That's... Mm. Can really. Fuck Brian. Fuck Brian. Don't fuck Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying don't fuck Natasha, or he's saying everyone fucks Natasha, which is. He and I never <laughs> fucked either. This is ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> um, I thought again. I thought the Lacroix water breaking thing was brilliant. Um, I liked how you spun around the text from your ex about how. Favor? We're going on a mission. <laughs> or like the hypothetical party where all your exes are bumping into each other mm -hmm. and feeling sorry for themselves. I thought yeah. that was a brilliant mockery of just kind of the bullshit sad boy thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Thank you yeah. it was you were really good tonight, and I think you have a lot of great areas you can expand upon and play off of and that would be a funny act out, actually, is if you were at the party with all the Brian's, with all your exes, and you were like, Brian, I haven't seen you in eight years. Brian, it's been, it's been Brian. Oh, you hate me too. I'm fantastic. And they're all Brian's. <laughs> I gotta say, I love the frequent abortion joke. I like the idea of getting an abortion as often as I eat Taco Bell, <laughs> because uh, for me, that's where the joke is, and that's where it lands. It's like stigmatizing abortion through comedy is tough to do and it's tough to make it super funny so the idea of like 
making it a really tr- making this like super serious hot button issue a really trivial thing like buying hot cheetos is mm-hmm. deeply funny to me it should be that easy it should be just as easy to buy a bag of hot cheetos <laughs> as it is to get an abortion <laughs> uh that was great start to finish uh only thing is there were a couple times where i thought it was super funny and you kind of just uh, flew by it really quickly. A couple of uh, those times where uh, first time I'm called a slut. Thank you. I could have been held out a little bit. Uh, the different voices of the people that you date. The third one with the really high voice. That was great. Ride that out a little bit. And uh, the part in the text where you're like, this is where it gets fucked up. I thought that could have been uh, held out a little bit. Like but overall, melted a little longer? The pauses, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But overall, fucking fantastic. Thank you. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Natasha Vinnick! How about calling it Motta? We got. Uh, hey, I'm excited. I'm always excited for your next comedian. What a joy and a treasure he is to have in the comedy community here in San Francisco. One of the nicest people and so funny. Clap your hands together for Dan Shively. Two on my side, ready to start some shit. Targets ain't hard to hit when I'm seeing dollars to get. We balling them bricks. I do it all for them chips. My squadron is thick. They see me in the... You guys, I fucking, I swear to God this is true. I also got a text from my ex of three years ago fucking today. Was yours real, Natasha? Oh, yeah. I don't believe you for a second. You guys want to hear my shit? Yeah. All right. She's like, Dan, even though you gave me the sweetest lovin' I've ever had. <laughs> My phone's dead. Fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. None of that shit happened. Uh, she did text me, though. She was just like, in case we ever run into each other, I want you to know I started seeing someone. How the fuck is that pertinent? She's bragging on me. I think that's what that is. Anyway. She fucking, she dubbed me. I was really sad. How are you guys doing? You guys are new looking. How's it going? What's your name? Nishal. Good to meet you, dude. Do you, uh, do you, uh, you seem like you talk to customers. <laughs> no, you don't? Why is a guy that's as good looking as you not talking to fucking customers? What are you, a student or something? A student. A student. Oh, wow. Handsome handsome engineer good job dude you don't have to talk to customers it's fucking i sell software for a living right so i have to like talk to these fucking bitch ass motherfuckers like always i'm thinking about taking my business elsewhere i gotta smile at these assholes instead of saying what i feel which is i don't give a fuck you know get it feels like you're mickey mouse at disneyland you know on the outside it's all happy on the inside you're a 30 year old man who likes to snort pain pills with cinderella in the break room right (laughs) haha (laughs) <laughs> fucking a man okay this is a joke workshop right so i need help with a joke right yeah. get ready for this so i have a premise i think there's a laugh it goes like this i had to get rid of my beard you guys remember i used to have a big old fucking bushy beard i had to get rid of it because i got tired of the smell of female ejaculate <laughs> right so now i need you guys to start working on what is a reason a person would get female ejaculate on their face that has nothing to do with sex Right? So you guys think about that while I tell the rest of my shitty jokes. Dragon Ball Z. <sighs> Let's save this for the note section, Aaron. 
Who's been cold as fuck the last week? I can't fucking sleep. Jesus Christ, dude. What's your name? Who are you? Shesh? I like, your name is like, hey, I'm Shesh. Seems like, I don't know, maybe you like hacky sack or something. Um, yeah, I've been really cold. And my, the, the skylight in my bathroom sucks fucking balls. I was taking a shower. There's fucking wind in my shower. That's not right. There's not supposed to be fucking wind in your shower, dude. It's like, the shower is supposed to be the one place a man can take a piss and not worry about fucking aiming. Not when there's wind. Thank you for that. It's fucking, wind is not supposed to be in the shower. It's like finding money in my bank account. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Uh... Yeah, I take it. It's still broken. It's still, I didn't fix it because I didn't want to climb the roof, right? I don't, I don't address things that are hurting my life quickly enough, right? I broke my eyeglasses in seventh grade and I fucking, I still haven't been back to the optometrist. I fucking had a tick on my grundle for two days before I even fucking looked at it. I was all the way homeless before I canceled my Netflix subscription. <laughs> so there's one laugh there, I guess. All right, that's my time. Thanks, guys. She knew. No music is about. you're so funny. I didn't know you were homeless. No, I know it's for the purpose of the joke. Um, just so everybody knows, it's a full moon tonight, so that might be why everyone's texting you. Way to riff. Very nice riffing. Yeah, when you go outside, look to the east. It's really pretty. It's really big above the hills there. Um, this, my one idea for. Um, a wet beard would be you were in a water balloon fight and just with it at like the kink castle or something like a water balloon fight filled with lady cum like water balloons <sighs> filled with yeah like that's one of them <laughs> or i was thinking maybe there's a you tried to use you thought it was a new conditioner in a bottle but really your roommate was just saving lady cum yeah. <laughs> or maybe like your mom just got tired of cleaning up your crusty socks and wanted revenge Fuck! Oh. Sheesh! <laughs> Just saying. And what's a grundle? It's the taint, the oh. flamdougal. <laughs> so you the had area a... where you're sewn together by God. Wow! And and a tick, and there was a tick. That's the mate. Yeah. That's very funny. I, I so I imagined it was. I assumed it had something to do with your balls, but yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do it. I was better than that today. Um, love the dramatic reading of the text. I think that bit has a lot of legs, especially the way you began it. It requires like, Natasha to go before me. <laughs> to, to an extent, right? Like you can talk about. I mean, if you just did what you did today, where you walk on stage, you're like, "Yeah, I got a text from my ex today." And it said, thank you for that sweet loving. And then you're like, my phone's dead, you ask. Like, people would still laugh at that shit. So I think it's worth trying out. Um, Especially the heel turn you had at the end of that. Um, Why are you doing crowd work at a mic? I think I've seen you do crowd work here like three times in a row. I don't know, practice. All right, fair. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What about your notes, though? Yeah. Anger at the wind in your shower is really funny. I think just cut to that shit faster. Yeah. I think if you cut to the shower light and it being windy and you can't like piss and sh- that's funny, just get to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Overall, 
super good at comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're so super good at comedy. <laughs> Other comments? Nope, that's it. Dan Shively. He's super good at comedy. Go see his show. It's um, certain Thursdays at, not all Thursdays, but some Thursdays at the Blarney Stone out there in the uh, Richmond Sunset District out there off of, out of, off of Geary. And it's a great show. And I had a lot of fun when I was there. They have an amazing back patio. And they always have a really good um, audience. And then also their drink specials are awesome. So I always enjoy that place. Uh, your next comedian what a joy he is. He was the guest host of last Friday's happy hour and uh, how amazingly successful and wonderful he is and what a great host. Hey, but you get to hear him do jokes right now. Put your hands together for Victor Trevino. Oh yeah. Donate to Mutiny Radio, everybody. They need it really badly. <laughs> uh, you know, there's uh, there's two knobs in the bathroom uh, r right now. One of them says co uh, cold, and one of them says hot. They're pretty much just, they do the same. They do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they come out the same temperature. Uh, donate five dollars. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about some things. Uh, did any, did anybody have a date on Valentine's Day this, this year? No. You, you, you. Good. Um. I did not this year. Last year I did. Uh, last year my girlfriend was telling me that uh, the most she'd ever come was with the shower head that we had in our old apartment. <laughs> so I was like, for that Valentine's Day, I was like looking for that shower head. <laughs> so I could leave it a bad review. I was like, stay the fuck away from my girlfriend. <laughs> I found it too. I found the shower head and it was like, the picture, he was like, he looked all slight. He was a slender shower head. He looked sexy. All the women were like, it's an experience you need to have. <laughs> Fuck that shower head. I'm moving on from that shower head. I actually did uh, have sex this morning, so this is all just, this, uh, these comments are just a bonus for me. <laughs> if you don't want to say anything, that's cool. I feel like I've filled, fulfilled my purpose so far. <laughs> I have a I have that problem that most guys have though when they have sex, uh, like w when I have sex, um, I have a hard time not telling people about it right afterwards. <laughs> like I'm searching for a job right now, and like I feel like it's gonna come up in a conversation in a job interview. <laughs> like I'm not gonna get the job, but I'm gonna get some high fives. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I had something, oh yeah, uh, my brother's coming to visit very soon, uh, it's his birthday in March, March 5th, put it on your calendars, uh, he's coming to visit, it's kind of weird for me, because the last time we talked, it was in, it was on Christmas, and we got into a very big fight the day before Christmas, because I had gotten drunk, blackout drunk, and ordered nacho cheese chicken chalupas that I put away for safekeeping, and I thought he ate them. Then the next day, I thought I thought he ate my chalupas, so I confronted him in the basement of my uh, house. I was like, "Danny, where the fuck are my nacho cheese chicken chalupas? You know, I put them in the microwave oven for safekeeping. You know that means that I want them the next day." 
And he was like barely awake and he was like, dude, I think you fucking have a drinking problem. <laughs> and I was like, you piece of shit. And then I burped and I could taste the nacho cheese chicken on my breath. And I was like, I'm gonna let you go back to sleep, Danny, but this is not over. <laughs> and so we're not on speaking terms right now, but <laughs> um, he's coming to visit though. We'll patch it up. Um, oh, I think uh, there's no better toxic masculinity example than the fact that uh, I always feel like I have to pee harder than the guy next to me at the urinal. <laughs> do you do that? <laughs> Like, once he stops peeing, I let him know, like, I'm still going. Like, walk away. Yeah, that's right. Still got more in the chamber. Okay, that's it. (laughs) Yay! Victor Trevino! I love the brother joke, and I feel like you can act an extra tag right there about, I'm going to take him to a show. We're going to work it out. Okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's coming to visit me. Yeah, I'm gonna take yeah. him to a show. Yeah, exactly. Do this joke. I'll hopefully plug we, a show. That he's, uh, hopefully we can work it out. And uh, when you're peeing next to a person, it's not really toxic masculinity. It's more like detoxifying masculinity. Mm, some, because you're peeing, so you're detoxifying your okay. body. So there's, you know, yeah. there's got to be something there, like a pun. Pee humor. Pee humor. Yeah. Yeah. But funny, funny stuff. I love that brother. I love that brother. I think it's so funny and relatable. And everybody's done the drunk eating, like where the rappers, like okay, that's the- spelunking your garbage. Like, what did he do with them? Looking in his garbage can. Come on. Yeah, the rappers is funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yep. Oh, I missed a joke that I was gonna tell. Say the joke. Say the joke. Uh, I was gonna say, have you ever farted in front of your significant other and you could feel a little bit of the relationship fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> When they smell your chi- yeah, chicken chalupa. That's a good, special, <laughs> that's a good tag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, okay, yeah. Keep going. If there's any comments. I have comments. Um, so I liked your showerhead joke. I think mm-hmm. that's very funny. I think you can explore it more. Is um, it relatable? No, go ahead. It is relatable. Okay. It's relatable. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, like, because also, to me, what's kind of funny is you probably, you used it too. So you can kind of explore that experience it was in, in front of me the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, thank you. That's good. Okay, I'll, I'll take note. Yeah, maybe you left the bathroom. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I thought the the drinking problem joke, the brother joke, really good. There were a couple points in there where I thought maybe if it was your style, like you could have gone just like a little bit sillier because I feel like you were veering in that territory. Like, you know, I was keeping them for safekeeping because I like to. You know, do that or something. I, I like that. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I like that note. And then also, like, I confronted him in our basement. Like, you know, paint that yeah. picture a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I feel like uh, I want to be sillier up here because some of the shit I say is absurd. Thank you. Yeah. And and you don't. It, it's a really good foil because it's it's already a, a a reverse because you don't present silly. Like you look pretty serious. Like mm-hmm. even right now, like your mustache makes you look kind of frowny face and you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. But then if you're doing silly, yeah. ridiculous things, it's, it's like funny in itself. Cause we look at you and we're just, it's unexpected. I love that. Yeah. That's a really good note. Thank you. Um, I think too silly. I think just, I mean, you didn't was, even see my I, set. No, that, so that was out. That was an outlandish set. I don't know. He don't know what he's talking about. I've been here the entire time. That was out. <laughs> it was cartoon like, and frankly, For the record, funny. this guy looks ridiculous. <laughs> Anybody who's listening on the radio, he looks awful. <laughs> okay. Other comments? 
Thank you. Clap your hands together, Victor Torino. Yay! All right, we have a we have a new comedian in the house. Um, it doesn't mean we do anything special. It just means keep being nice and taking notes and giving really good tags. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for Laura Wynn. Yay! Hey everybody, my name's Laura, but you can call me Chad or Mitch or Billy, because I don't know what my gender is. It's 2019. Gender's an experience. Uh, so when I get the chance to write uh, what I am on a form, I've been choosing starfish. It seems, uh, yeah, it seems good. Seems good. <laughs> I uh, Thank you. It's good validation. Uh, <laughs> No, keep it coming. I paid him $5 to do that. Um, yeah, so I skipped hot yoga to be here tonight, so I just wanted to let you know the exact level of uh, class privilege that I have. Yeah, I can just blow $17, no big deal. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, yoga's good. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm two years sober. Um, so I did what any normal person would do. I adopted a German Shepherd puppy and I started doing a lot of ayahuasca. <laughs> uh, if I just space out for the next three minutes, you will know why. There are a lot of drugs, a lot of drugs. Uh, no, but seriously, I, uh, I was, got to spend some time in Iceland a couple years ago and the beer was like really shitty and expensive and for some reason I didn't, I didn't pack any drugs and so I was like, yeah, no, this feels good. Like I'm hanging out with sheep and <laughs> yeah, right after that, Trump got elected, and I was like, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah, um, and so what I would love to tell you, I would love to tell you that getting sober made me feel so peaceful and like inner quiet and like suddenly one with the universe. No, I was like, oh my god, I'm crazy. I am like batshit crazy, and it was like way more fun when I was like sipping rosé with my ladies. But uh, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I gotta say, ayahuasca's fun. It's fun, it's a good drug. It's like, I call it truth juice. Uh, the first time I did ayahuasca, uh, the medicine, they call it, was like, you're gay, you're like super gay. And I was like, oh, that's what that is. My friends have known that for 10 years. Um, I gotta say, the best part of joining an ayahuasca cult was the snacks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, picture this, you know, even like throwing up all night, like divulging your darkest secrets to the universe. And then in the morning, you get scrambled eggs, you get toast, you get like fresh mixed greens, like little, I don't know what they put on it, like hemp seeds or something. I don't know. It's good. It's good. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's some jokes that I have. What else? Uh, I came out to my mom uh, like six weeks ago. Um, I should say I'm a, like a queer person from the South, so it was really fun. It went like as good as you would expect it to go, coming out to a conservative Christian mother. Uh, I mean, step one was super good. She just like hugged me really tightly, like a little too tightly. I was just like, you're scaring me a little, but I, this seems like a good reaction. And then everything after that was just, um, uh, 
it, you know, it's it's interesting being being the person who kind of like helps people evolve and whatever. But uh, my sister's a nurse. She helps my parents tremendously coming along in the world. She put like a rainbow sticker on her, you know, on her on her name tag and. It's good. I'm out of jokes. Can I stop now? <laughs> I did all the jokes and then I kept talking. But I'm done now. <laughs> Yay! Laura Wynn, keep clapping for her. Yay! That was Yay. my first time doing stand-up, so make me cry with your feedback. No, you you did three minutes. That's good. You did you did a solid three before you went like, I'm done with my jokes. Um, but the class privilege joke was fucking super that you it's because also you have it's a yoga class and you have class privilege and you could even do a tag of like it doesn't matter I got the I got the special class privilege pass it's like it's like six classes for whatever or whatever like you could kind of play with the idea of class and you're taking classes and sort of play with the language there for a second yeah I thought that's where you were going with the class privilege like this was a yoga class because there's that class pass I don't I've never used it but like you know class pass is like an app or some shit yeah there's there's a tie in there um I thought the gender as a starfish is funny just because it's so obscure like it's just <laughs> and like I feel like you could develop that further just like looking people in the eyes and be like yeah I'm a fucking starfish <laughs> like, like there's some more distance to, to get with that uh joke uh, and then like yeah like the hot yoga hot yoga just like summons funny imagery like because every time i do hot yoga it's just like it's like embarrassing like i sweat in cold temperatures a lot <laughs> like <laughs> like hot temperatures don't do so well um so yeah there's like plenty and i feel like if you were doing stand-up often that's like something you could even open with many times like be like i'm missing a hot yoga class for this it's kind of like what i look like or whatever you know <laughs> like, it looks like i would be missing a hot yoga class um and then gay in the south is like i mean jesus that's like a whole universe of jokes potential so yeah <laughs> yeah i love that and also congratulations that was funny Hey, I like the stuff about uh, ayahuasca telling you that you're gay, but I feel like you just need to get more specific. You know, like, how did ayahuasca tell you that you're gay? Because, I mean, like, having it whisper, you're gay, you're gay, it's kind of funny, but, I mean, it's ayahuasca, so you could make a lot more crazy right. things happen in that joke. And then the plants come by, you're gay, you're gay. <laughs> like, and they become like a parade, like the, the the bunnies come out of the woodwork and they're like, you're gay, It was like Alice gay. in Wonderland <laughs> yeah. started happening and then Alice came out and she was like way hotter than you remember her being, uh, something like that. Yeah, it's a it's an opportunity for a story joke, like where you can just make it so ridiculous of, and you can because it's ayahuasca, you're already on drugs, and people are like, what? And so you can do the, just write down the most ridiculous things you can think of about becoming gay or dealing with gayness, like whatever that means to you, and then just you know super hyper fantasy yeah just turn, turn it up to 11 of like insanity and even the crazier things you come up with it's it's a fun way to riff too of like every time you tell that story it can be different and you can give yourself the opportunity to sort of just like say crazy things and then after you do it for a while you'll find the crazy things that you like to put together and then it'll be like oh there's the and it'll be and then it'll you know be an awesome joke forever but it's a great great premise I uh, love the part about the starfish. I think that was pretty funny. Uh, I was wondering if there was a call back in the end when you came out of your mom, uh, and how she probably, yeah, or maybe like she didn't approve of you being a starfish or something. Yeah. 
Well, that's what, but that's what makes comedy awesome is yeah. that you really are talking about your life and your, your material is just a conduit for the audience to like you and understand who you are as a person. So that stuff's all perfect. Well, no, it is. The st- I mean, you've got you've got a bunch of punchlines in that three minutes. You had a bunch of punchlines that are great. So you're like well on your way and you're being super authentic, which is exactly what you need to be. So like just keep being honest with yourself. Yay, Lorwyn, yay. We hope to see more of you. We have a lot of women in the house tonight, which makes me so happy. Your next comedian, you're going to love her. Clap your hands together for Chloe Keister. Hello. Um, so my mom likes to say that she peaked in high school. It makes sense because she was homecoming queen, editor of the yearbook, and she had me. No, I'm fucking with you guys. <laughs> no, she didn't have me. Everything else is true, and she does say she peaked in high school, but she had me when she was 36 years old. So if you peaked in high school and then you had a child at 36, what terrible things happened to her that led her to that decision? Like, ah, fuck it, guess I'll have a kid now. I get it, it's a fuck you every time she says that. Um, So I faint a lot, I fainted recently. I was with my friends, Um, I was at a concert and I made a dumb choice. So when I started to feel faint, I walked away from my friends and fainted into the arms of a strong and noble stranger. I assume, I don't know, I was unconscious. So I don't actually know what happened, but my friends didn't reach out to me at all. I only was in touch with them the day after when I told them what had happened. Like, hey, I fainted. That's why I was gone, if you guys are wondering. Uh, Do you guys know what was wrong with my friends? They were dudes. (laughs) And there's a lot of dudes in the room, so this is how you isolate an audience. (laughs) So I'm so sorry. Um, But if they talked about me at all, which I really don't know if they did, I assume the conversation went something like this. Uh, have you seen Chloe? Nah. Uh, did she say anything about leaving or going to the bathroom? Nah. Should we get burritos? Yeah, yeah. Those assholes. They had a good time and I was unconscious. How dare they? Um, I'm super into serial killers. How do we feel? How do we feel about serial killers? Yeah. Something I've noticed is women tend to be more into serial killers. Um, We're kind of obsessed, but I think it makes sense because it's kind of mutual. (laughs) Serial killers really like us, too. (laughs) They like us. They like us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, I have done a lot of reading on Wikipedia, and uh, my roommate recently was making fun of me for that. He said it was pretty morbid. But I feel like, okay, so if rats had access to information about cats, like, don't you think they'd be looking it up all the time? Like, they torture us before they kill us? Oh my God! But they also like dairy? (laughs) They're just like us, but so different. (laughs) Yeah, so it makes sense. 
also I've, I've done a lot of research I've looked into a lot of serial killers and I think part of it is like trying to figure out how to not die if I'm ever in that situation like I'm gonna like have a game plan uh, for when it goes down and I think I've figured it out uh, if you don't want to be killed by a serial killer you only have to do one thing don't be a woman <laughs> just don't do it if you're thinking about it don't <laughs> choose not to yeah anyway thank you guys so much give it up for pam yay chloe keister what a funny set yay i also i also love serial killers um you're there's a couple of places that you can have tags for with your mom being 36 um you're not retarded that's amazing <laughs> like when you turn 36 the this you spike for down syndrome and uh, other yeah. it's like, kind of like a geriatric pregnancy right it is yeah. when you're 36 it's a geriatric pregnancy so i would okay. definitely mention that and I, you don't have to say retarded because people don't like the r word or whatever but yes. you're lucky you're not on the spectrum or you're like i mean there's got to be something <laughs> there with like look at me i'm typically developing like if you really don't want to hurt anybody's feeling i guess you say typical yeah you're a miracle and strong and noble stranger is a great line um hashtag not me too where are the strong and noble strangers and i, I feel like um you can do a callback from the serial killers they seem like strong and noble strangers or uh, <laughs> something yeah. like, like uh, because the people that you know aren't strangers and they certainly aren't strong or noble <laughs> they're like eh, burritos which is a great joke um and i would i mean Serial killers are sort of seems to be thanks to Netflix. There could be a punchline there because like they seem to love serial killers right now, women and Netflix. Everybody does. And the, the rats with the internet was so funny. And um, the only thing I could add to that is that they're, they are a creature with tiny opposable thumbs. So it is possible for them to actually learn how to type or use the internet because they do have tiny fingers. opposable thumbs. <laughs> so that was, that was really, really funny though. Well, thank you. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, do you listen to My Favorite Murder? I have some of the episodes, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's plenty of like serial killer. Sometimes I listen to it too late at night and then I get scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they talk about that a lot, how like women are probably attracted to this like this true crime genre because like they're usually the fucking subject. Of, you know, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, there's probably a lot to learn about. <laughs> I like the idea that your mom had you when you when she when you, that your mom peaked when she was in high school, but had you when she was 36 because that's kind of a double insult. It's like not only am I not one of the best things you've ever done, I'm also not even the thing that ruined your life. Like, like that's like I I just didn't have that much of an effect on you either way. I guess I don't know something like that. Uh, I think there was a uh, chance somewhere in there. Like from its direction when he said, uh, I'm really into serial killers. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of went into the fact that you like dated serial killers. Oh, I so you could just be like, oh, have a third date with Charles this Friday. Mm -hmm. <coughs> this Friday's gonna be the night. I don't know. Great, thank you guys. Yay, Chloe Keister, yay! All right, moving right along here on the Joke Workshop. Your next comedian. Another funny guy. I haven't seen him in a while. Super excited he's here. Uh, clap your hands, everybody. It's Hunter Stare. Snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches. Got the whole studio smelling like purple. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Give it up for yourselves. Fucking beautiful people. 
I really, <laughs> I really like the uh, Natasha's joke about the lift car too. I was just looking at that one in my notes. Hold on a second, shit. There we go. So I think it's really important to have. Um, okay, look. You know what they say? They say you have to love thyself. You have to know thyself, and only by knowing thyself can you love thyself. And only by loving thyself can you have a successful brand. Obviously, um, I consider my brand to be. Uh, like psychedelic white trash nerd. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but I, I know myself and I love myself and that's my brand. And psychedelic white trash nerd, like to give you an example, uh, somebody was talking about ayahuasca earlier. Ayahuasca, that's great. Super spiritual, super heady. I smoked DMT for the first time out of a white wine glass with a straw uh, in a trailer park in Livingston Parish, Louisiana, watching Lord of the Rings by myself <laughs> white trash psychedelic redneck there we go uh something else uh so i grew up in the south my name is hunter for those of y'all who don't know me and uh growing up in the south name being named hunter it's it's like you know on the one hand it's kind of annoying because you've been given the most common name ever is like being named hussein if you're from iraq or like Jaden or Kiefer if you're from california i don't know what california names are but and in another way, it's also really cool because it's an—it's just an unimpeachably badass name in the in in Louisiana because that is all people do down there. You know, it's such a badass name you can't even be made fun of on the playground when you're a little kid. That's how good it is. Like little kids can't be like, "Hey, you're gay, Jay. You're like Doug the Slug." They just have to be like, "Hey, Hunter, that's a stupid fucking name. What are you gonna?" creep silently through the jungle stalking your prey with the dead eyes while you with a crossbow while you take your rippling muscles and god damn it's too sexy i'm even turned on so they just couldn't do it uh i also thankfully i managed to escape that uh that southern accent you know you know the one um yeah you know the one it's because my mother's a speech pathologist uh so i learned how to code switch at an early age which is not something that white people are supposed to know about code switching for those yeah for those of you guys who don't know code switching is when people like me who have unpopular accents uh learn how to mask them so that we can make everybody else we can trick everybody else into treating us like we're not retarded that's code switching so if you've ever been on the phone get off the phone with verizon and you're like wow ahmed was really personable he was just like such a well-spoken young man that's code switching uh but you know like i think that um i think that uh like it like whenever i was a kid uh i uh i had this thing where you know nobody could make fun of my name because of the the uh, accent and everything but like i think that they could have made fun of it they could have gone with hunter that could have worked yeah, but they didn't know about the T in my name because I didn't know about it either. It was like, hey, Hunter, Hunter, come on, boy, let's get in the truck. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like language. That's just cognitive dissonance. But uh, so, some other Southern expressions I like that you probably haven't heard before is one I really like that my friends used to say. It's like, hey, you've been eat up by the dumbass bug. <laughs> Let me break that down for you. So if there was like a mosquito and it bit you, then you'd be eaten up by the mosquito. But if there was another bug, instead of biting you and sucking your blood, it bit you and turned you into a dumbass. You've been eat up by the dumbass bug. It is the state bird of Mississippi. Thank you. Does anybody know the state bird of Louisiana? Pelican. It's actually a cockroach, but <laughs> no. Okay. So um, I have a. I'm married, you guys. Uh, I'm married. I'm one of the few millennials who is. And like uh, my relationship with my wife 
is just uh, hold on a second. Where was I going with this? <laughs> this is this is new. This is new shit. From the heart. No, it is like so. My my relationship with my wife is uh, such that like we just have this imagination that we share. You know, I was a very imaginative child, so was she. I'll give you an example. I call her breasts las perritas. For, that's uh, Spanish for the puppies, if you, you guys don't know. And it's not like gross or creepy or anything like that. I go up to him and I'm like, and she actually plays along. She was like, baby, they're happy to see you. And this confuses the fuck out of my dog, by the way. All right, you guys have been great. Have a great night. Uh, give it up for your host. This is California. Yay, Hunter's Dare, yay. Baby, they're happy to see you. Say it in Spanish. Oh. Have her answer in Spanish. I mean, you already said little perritas or whatever. I think that you can translate it straight after, but especially if you're saying, like, it could be very funny. Like, okay, wait a minute. Can I, I just remember what I was actually going to oh, say. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, somebody got a mulligan. I want a mulligan. Okay, so. Yeah, but you know, opposites attract, right? So it's really lucky for me because I'm the good opposite to be attracted to. Like, I'm married to a beautiful Colombian woman with hair like Shakira, but I look like Shaggy and Velma for Scooby-Doo. Like, that opposite attract scenario played out for me very well. I'll give you another example. She's so beautiful that sometimes people who know me really well meet her for the first time, walk up to me and say, I have so much more respect for you now. Ah! And I was like, thanks, mom. I know. <laughs> thanks, for teaching me how to, thanks for teaching me how to code switch. <laughs> See, that's where I was there going with is. that. There Thank you. Is. There Thank it you. is. Thank you. Thank you for being patient. Um, dude, I liked a lot of the new shit you had, especially what you just did. Uh, I think the main thing is with code switching, just set it up in a clearer way uh -huh. or explain it in a way different than what you're doing right now. Uh -huh. like, I know what it is, so I get it, but I think yeah. the way you had explained it wasn't very as clear, clear as it yeah, could so be. Yeah, you're lose part of the audience I, that doesn't know what Yeah, I thought that masking in order to make trick people into talking were not retarded. I, get, I guess I could become more clear than that. Yeah, That's I as mean, clear I, as I I've been able to even, think up with it so far. Yeah. yeah, I think you went into an example before you went into a definition. Uh, yeah, I got, I got so, mixed up, yeah. Thanks. Uh, Hunter, I'm old. What's DMT? DMT? DMT. I know it's the is. same stuff that's in ayahuasca. Yeah, I should probably explain that too. It's a it's a chemical. It's already in your brain. If you take it, it'll like basically just like rip the face off of the universe as you've known it and show you what's actually lying underneath. Yeah. Well, that's the best explanation I've heard in a long time. So right. that's you should that. totally use yeah. that explanation, brother. Okay. Uh, number one, number two. Um, I love the schoolyard bit where people are talking about Hunter and making fun of your name. That was sweet, man. The whole details behind that, where you're like, oh, you're gonna hunt us down and kill us, and the whole thing. That was fantastic. That's, that, that's like an old joke with a new tag. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I don't know how constructive this is, but I thought the dumbass bug part was so funny. Like, <laughs> how you described it, you're like, you're like, if if you don't know, like, yeah, and just like. There's so many, yeah, the way you... There's a lot it. to unpack there with the dumbass bug. Yeah. I think this is why, like, sometimes, like, when people have, like, redneck insults, they're so funny because of, like, how, like, like, <laughs> like there's not much to unpack, but it's, like, if you unpacked it, it would just be so funny. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, dumbass bug is one of those. It's very funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad I came here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Clap your hands together, everybody. Hunter Stare! Hey, be excited for your next comment. We're moving right along here on the Joke Workshop. Thanks for donating. It helps so much. And your next comedian, very funny man. Keep taking notes and being present here for Janesh Rahan. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I um, I was walking around the city earlier today. I saw a homeless guy take a shit outside of a soul cycle. And honestly, it was the most beautiful San Francisco moment I think I've ever seen. Like, I wish I grabbed a photo of that. So when my parents are like, hey, what's it like to live in the city? I'm like, it's this right here. Obviously, a nice neighborhood because they had a soul cycle, but not every neighborhood has that. So I've devised a way to figure out how good a neighborhood is. You got to see what the residents are carrying in the strollers. Like, if I'm in a neighborhood and I see strollers full of shoes and DVDs, I'm like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. It's always a baby pushing the stroller, too. But that's chill, because that's how I got a great deal on these Jordans. I shop local, Pam. If I see a stroller with a dog in it, I'm like, dude, I made it. (laughs) This neighborhood is just Whole Foods, juice shops, and yoga studios. The dogs are wearing AirPods, too. It's beautiful. I, uh... The city's dope, though. It's given me a lot, but it's also given me a lot of weird interactions with seagulls. I don't know if you guys have this shit, but I've these are some aggressive birds, and I've had some strange interactions. Like, I saw a seagull hanging out by himself in the tenderloin. Dude, the tenderloin is at least three miles from water. That's a gangsta-ass seagull. I've also been at the pier just eating churros, as one does. One time a seagull swooped in, took the churro from me, ate the entire thing while staring at me. And honestly, I've never felt like more of a beta male in my life. It makes sense though that they act like this because seagulls are just pigeons with toxic masculinity. Like they're just aggressive birds, right? Like I see seagulls just take some steroids with their bird bros and they're like, watch this. Sup, bitch, you gonna eat that sandwich? Oh, no, I'm just gonna stare here until you do. Hey, dude, check this out. There's a kid eating some ice cream. Watch me fucking ruin his day. Dude, a seagull could slap my girlfriend's ass, and I'd be like, baby, it's a compliment. Just keep walking. I, um, I've been spending way too much time on social media, guys. Uh, everyone's got their favorite network, though. Sir, what's yours? LinkedIn. LinkedIn that's cute. Um, what about you? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. See, that's like a more normal response. My favorite social network is Venmo because it tells me what's really happening in my friends' lives. <laughs> I don't even ask my friends who they're dating anymore. I just check their Venmo feed. Saw my friends Sean and Nicole Venmo each other three times for wine glass emoji and winky face. I was like, ooh, it's getting nasty. But it was too early to comment, so I just threw a like on there. A few weeks later, I see Nicole Venmo Sean trip to Puerto Rico. And so I write Nicole in the streets, Hurricane Maria in the sheets. Shortly after they came back, though, I see Nicole Venmo Alex for a wine glass emoji winky face. And I'm like, oh, Nicole, 
And she responds, Alex is a girl, you idiot. And I was like, ooh, Nicole with three tongue emoji. <laughs> and Nicole blocked me on Venmo, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm, um, my mom likes to give medical advice, which is great because she's uh, not a doctor. She, my mom thinks everything can be fixed through ginger ale and Tylenol. Uh, I was nine years old one time. I'm sure you guys were too. And uh, I had the flu pretty bad. She just kept giving me ginger ale. Five days go by. I am bleeding out of my eyes. I'm like, Mom, I don't think this is working. She takes a sip. She's like, of course it's not working. It's flat. Like, you could have cancer and tell my mom about it. She'd be like, you don't need chemo. You need Canada Dry. All right, that's it for today. Thanks, guys. Janesh Ramon, yay, that's really funny. Um, other things that don't, I thought it, you were, it was, it was a really great set. I'm just trying to think of little um, tags for you, like other things that dogs have. Maybe they have a Fitbit, or maybe they're texting their bitches on their iPhone, or maybe they're on social apps. Maybe it's like there was a dog on, like. Instagram or something. I just thought oh, that, that was that. It, I mean, the dogs in this neighborhood, like they have it all too. Um, just just because it was already so succinct, but I felt like you could go farther. And seagulls are just pigeons with toxic masculinity. That was hilarious. It was a great act out. The whole thing with that that was all great. <laughs> and Thanks. the pigeon, the seagull slapping the ass is like super thumbs up. Exciting. So funny. Thank you. And um, the only thing I was thinking of was like maybe tying it back is that. Matt mentioned toxic masculinity again after you got kicked off of Venmo. Like, oh. and I got kicked off of Venmo for toxic masculinity. Cause yeah. That is funny though. The three tongue emojis. That whole thing was really, that was you. really funny stuff. Uh, yeah, I like the uh, act out too. I thought that's uh, yeah, it's been that was good uh, and cool. That you like committed to it even in here. It's nice. It's good. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the seagull alone, the tenderloin is funny. Uh, yeah, it was good. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, toxic masculinity, hilarious, dude. Um, you know the the homeless dude at the Soul Cycle. Yeah. In the beginning, I thought you know um, the, the question I had after that was why was it so beautiful? You said you I think you uh, said okay. oh it's such a beautiful thing it was so beautiful to see. I think maybe maybe the homeless guy you could turn it and make it the homeless guy very beautiful in the sense that when he squatted boy he had some good yams on him. <laughs> Man I saw his ass he had some he had some great glutes on him the way yeah. he squatted and took a shit boy I can tell that he's been working on his inclines oh, or whatever that's it is. A good, Tied, yeah yeah homeless dude into the soul cycle because he was obviously right like he's him. toned as well yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay. even the homeless people at soul cycle yeah. they got some fucking yams on them man. yeah so beautiful so i like that I thought maybe you can tie that together other thing was um maybe a, a different angle on the venmo thing the venmo okay. thing you were saying oh yeah i'm tracking my people on my social media but the venmo thing maybe maybe you could use venmo as a vehicle to ask people for money because you know mm. they just got paid I don't know. Just something oh, like I see. I Taking know, it in a different you know, direction, I mean, like and I'm that because I need some money or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But nice set, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, just a uh, couple very small things. Yeah, I uh, agree with uh, him on. Uh, yeah, I want to know why you think San Francisco's the most beautiful. That was like a good thing. Okay. Was, yeah. Whatever else you think of uh, the stroller bit? Thought it was hilarious. I was kind of waiting for you to say something about uh, like just what you do if you see a baby in it. Just like you know another. 
just to finish it off. I don't know what it'd be. And the an ugly, thing. ugly baby. You think it's a dog, but it's really a baby. Or if I see a baby, I'm like, am I still in the city? There's no babies There's here. There's no babies. There's only dogs yeah. and strollers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or, or yeah, mis misthinking that a baby is a dog or a dog is a baby, or maybe the dog is cuter than a baby, or something about yeah the way that they look. Definitely. And the the Venmo thing. I think I saw you do that bit one time where like it was you replying, and I almost thought that was a little bit funnier because it's like this weird voyeuristic thing where you're just yeah. watching it from afar. And I don't know, you're just making like these emotional responses to it, but just something to think. But overall, pretty great. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, no real feedback, but I love the act out of the pigeon. Yeah. Thanks. It was pretty wonderful. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody. Janesh Ralon, yay! Really funny sets tonight from all the people. Uh, your next comedian here, he is relatively new to the room. Clap your hands together for Srish S, whatever your last name is. Yay! Hey everybody, how's it going? Oh, you got a lovely audience here. Are you wearing a suit, sir? Just a jacket. Oh, yeah. We had somebody here earlier uh, who's wearing a shirt, a hoodie, and a suit on top of that. Uh, got some pretty lovely people here. Uh, much better than the jokes that I have for you today. Uh, clearly, I'm not a comic. Uh, growing up in India, that's not what you do. You don't get to chase your dreams. Uh, what do you get to chase, my friends, are the dreams of your parents. Um, so naturally, I became an engineer, and I've been told that I have one of your jobs now. <laughs> so I guess that worked out. Uh, I don't really mind it, though. Uh, uh, my folks uh, like to do all of my dreaming, right? And I just focus on the execution. Um, when I fail, right, I can just look at my dad and be like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> Haven't I told you to dream bigger? <laughs> Why are we at a casino right now? You got a job interview tomorrow? You're always setting me up for failure. Uh, but it's all good though. I think uh, my folks have big dreams for me. Right now, uh, their biggest dream is for me uh, to have an arranged marriage. Preferably, uh, uh, they'd like me to meet somebody who's uh, well-educated, who has good family values, uh, but most importantly, also somebody who's chasing the dreams of her parents, you know? So together, we'd be going places. Some might even call us a dream team. <laughs> so that's going good. Uh, I came to California about 10 years ago. You know, uh, what was immediately appealing was how nice everybody is, you know? Uh, I feel like people here are always uh, apologizing for things that they didn't do or thanking you for things that you didn't do. Um, like the other day at work, I showed up really late to this important meeting, right? Totally expected to get in trouble. Uh, but instead what I got was, hey Sirish, I'm sorry you couldn't be at the meeting. By the way, the meeting went great. Apologies for the inconveniences. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You can't appreciate that. That's bad behavior on my part, right? You're gonna call that shit out. Imagine you're on a freeway, right? You're just driving really fast, right? And the cop pulls you over. And you're like, oh my god, I'm in trouble now. The cop comes out, roll the window down, he hands you a ticket. You take a look. Turns out these are all expense vacation tickets to the Bahamas. <laughs> you're like, what is happening here, sir? 
He's like, young man, you were going way over the speed limit. Judging by how fast you were going, I see that you have a zest for life that I haven't seen in many. You deserve this. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. How bad would that be, right? Probably not very good for the people in the Bahamas. Let's see. Uh, I think the statement don't drink and drive is presumptuous. Right? I think it sort of assumes uh, the drunk person is a responsible adult. right? Because if it is a s advice for a sober person, it would just be, don't drink. Don't drink and drive definitely assumes the drunk person is a responsible adult. Um, which got me thinking, I'm actually pretty responsible when I'm drunk. In fact, I think drunk me is way more responsible than sober me. Right, I'll give you I'll give you some examples, right? Uh, like sober me, sober me is always looking for the next house party. He's always looking for the next happy hour, right? This drunk me, I guarantee you, if you run into drunk me, I guarantee you, he's aggressively drinking water, right? He's trying to make sure sober me isn't hungover for work the next day, <laughs> right? Sober me also has a lot of problems. Um, sober me still wondering what he should have said to the ladies at the bus stop ten years ago, right? <laughs> Drunk me though, I mean, I, I don't feel like drunk me would have done any different because I don't think drinking takes your problems away, right? Uh, what am I doing on time? Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, I'll leave you with this. So uh, the other thing I'll also notice is how everybody is always ramming you for being politically correct, right? Um, I think it's just really hard, man. Like, people always assume things. Uh, like, pretty recently, I was... Uh, my coworkers had twin babies, right? And I went to see the babies. And the, my first thought when I look at them is, like, I just look at them and I'm like, hey, man, are you guys seeing that it's the same baby? <laughs> right? Uh, and then my friend pulled me over and was like, Sarish, you got to stop being insensitive, man. Not all Asian babies look the same. <laughs> That's about it, guys. Yay! That last joke was fire. Not all Asian babies look the same. Oh, actually, all babies do look the same, though, so that's why it's a very funny joke. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed your set very much. Other comments, everybody? Woohoo! Yeah, uh, great stuff. I thought the bit where you were talking about comparing Drunk You and Sober You, uh, thought that was super clever. Maybe you could just make those comparisons, like do a couple of those and make them very explicit, like Drunk Me is trying to drink water, Sober Me is trying to get drunk. Like, you know, Sober Me is like, respecting woman drunk me is like being a me too perpetrator or whatever harassing people whatever else whatever is funny more comparisons yeah yeah thank you is that it other comments that's it Trish yay thank you he's really new yay we're all lucid we're all still awake we have a couple more comedians with comments put your hands together for your next comedian Everybody, it's Vishnal Call. Yeah. High off diesel. Ain't another state got grapes this lethal. Create a spit, get lit with all my amigos. When you ain't got it, I'm give it up for Pam. Give it up for me. Uh, what is new in my life? Uh, I started seeing this girl. One thing that I didn't realize about her when we first started dating uh, is that she's white. And that means like 
you know, she says things like, you know, she asked me one time, she's like, uh, Vishal, do you know what type of Indian you are? And I was like, that is a ridiculous question. I don't know what that means. Do you know what type of white person you are? And she just gave me a look like, I am so glad you asked. And then she started listing off like Scandinavia, France, like her whole collection, that thing that white people do. But then, you know, she that was fine, that's fine. But then she followed it up with, but you know, I just wish that I was something a little bit more exotic or unique. And I was like, oh, you wanna be just like a little bit black, but not enough to the point where it's a problem. <laughs> like just enough to the point where it's fun. Like you wanna be able to twerk, but you don't wanna get speeding tickets. You still wanna get out of speeding tickets. Uh, that's fun, she's great. Uh, I talked a little bit about race in that last bit, and I recognize that that might make some of you uncomfortable, and I'm. Uh, I'm sorry about that because you're really not going to like this next joke. Uh, as an Indian male, it's a very tough time for me right now because I know that I'm going to have to pick a side in the inevitable race war that's going to occur between the blacks and the whites. And as an Indian man, it's tough because we are squarely in the middle of black people and white people. Like Indians and black people, we have a lot of things in common. We like food with salt in it, we like to dance at weddings, and we have no other things in common. But white people, like, you know, because the British conquered India, white people really like gave us a lot of things, you know? I, I like to think of white people as like that girlfriend that you get in your early to mid 20s that really cleans up your act. Like, she teaches you how to eat, and how to dress and what manners are. But then at a certain point, you're like, I just wanna be alone a little bit. And so you decide that you need to break up and spend some time apart. And she's like, okay, fine, but I'm taking all your jewels. Uh, okay, last bit. Uh, I don't wanna be rich, uh, cause I think it'd just be too much pressure. Like I couldn't keep that shit hidden to myself, I can keep it to myself. I think I'd be a target, because uh, I would just go to a coffee shop and give them like a thousand dollars and be like, hey, buy something nice for the wife and kids. And they would just know that I am that guy with like a million dollars and they'd just shoot me and kill me and rob me and murder me. That's fine, I don't want to be rich, but I want just enough money that I could get someone else to shave my asshole for me. <laughs> and Honestly, I'm not even really sure why I'm shaving my asshole in the first place. It's a DIY asshole. Okay, I read a GQ article one time. Okay, I didn't read the article. I read the headline that was like 10 reasons on why you should shave your asshole. And I started doing it because I thought I would get laid. I still have not gotten laid and I am bleeding constantly. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks, Classic. Yay! Bleeding constantly. The only thing I have is once you said jewels, the only thing I could think about is that dumb game people play on their phone with the jewels. And I was like, is there something in there that you could like mention one of those things like, she stole all my jewels and now I can't explode any other jewels on some stupid thing that I play. But it wasn't, it wasn't helpful. But funny stuff, and there wasn't much for me to add. That's all. Uh, again, I'm not sure if I'm gonna add anything, but like, were you trying to like reference somebody from the past that you were dating who cleaned up your act? 
Was that somebody in specific? Uh, uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say amp up the racism. If you have a race, if you have a race, amp up the racism. Like you have a color. If you, if <laughs> is that terrible? If you're a person of color, you get to talk about race more than a person of of less melanin. So I would say like pump up and not to be fucking hacky as fuck, but any time I've ever been at a show and an Asian person uses, whether that's Indian or whether it's Chinese or whether it's Korean or whether it's Japanese, whatever, when they do an accent, people fucking love it. And it's not necessarily my racism to be like, yeah, do the accent. But if you can, I just don't think it ever hurts. I mean, every, every person of color who has a cool accent, when you use it in a large, and especially with a, bu- a bunch of dumb audiences that aren't comics, they fucking eat out of your hand. The minute you do it. And I know that that's terrible when you're like, I don't want to do the hacky thing with my... But maybe do it. Maybe even the, the hacky thing is to do a different different Asian accent than your own. And that would be the twist on it or something. But I say, if, if, if you're brown, break it down, baby. You know? <laughs> All right. Yay. Uh, clap your hands together for Vishal Cole. Yay. And t- today is like the, the, the class, the weeder class of me trying to figure out all these names. We've got, we've got Janesh, Shuresh, Vishal, and now Vishesh? There you go. Did I do it right? No, you're doing it right. Yay, Vishesh Sarin, yay! Hello, everyone. Uh, how are y'all doing today? All four of you. Uh, I had a thing I was going to jump into, but I do need to note that after, like, the last chick left, like, it was, like, droves of people leaving. I'm just saying, it is deathly obvious. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we're all here for stand-up and to practice our shitty jokes, but we're also trying to get laid. Like, no, you can't do both. You can either tell shitty jokes or you can go get laid. Because <laughs> shit jokes will not get you laid often. <laughs> Unless they're already into you, then, like, you can pretty much, like, literally shit, and it would be fine. <laughs> nah. Nah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they'd have to be really into me for me to shit my pants and them still want to fuck me, you know? The, f- the thing is, I'm actually weird enough. I'm egoistic enough to actually believe that people are that into me. Um... <laughs> So it's like I'm like a five-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 50-year-old all in the same person. I'm like, at work, there's this guy, Matt. He's like a coworker. He's an older gentleman. And it's just like, every time I see him, I have to stop myself hardcore because I'm just like, dude, you're so fucking bald. You're bald as fuck, and it's shiny. I think I could see my face in it. Shiny, 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 shiny. And then I'm like, but dude, you're fucking giant, and I can still take you in a fucking fight. You know, I'll just punch you in the goddamn throat. I'll do some Krav Maga shit. Fucking take me, motherfucker. But nah, for real, dog, like, I get it. You're 
I feel like your age is starting to get to you, man. And like, I think your fucking relationship is falling apart because I never hear you talk about your family in a loving manner, like ever. And it's weird to me, man. I get it. Like you've created your life based on your production and and starting to wean. And you just need to know that love is all you got. It is. It really is. This love thing is really fucking me up, though, for real. Like, this guy over here saw me yesterday. I'm, like, far too much constantly. Like, literally all of yesterday, I was telling myself this and sincerely believing it and trying to think it through that I have completely lost my innocence. I sincerely mourn the loss of my innocence. It's gone. And, like, the event I'm thinking of in this moment or, like, the one that triggered it yesterday or it's been, like, there for, like, the last couple of months so like on new year's like i said everyone's into me so i go to grocery outlet you know trying to pick someone up <laughs> no i i went to grocery outlet to do cheap groceries because i'm broke as fuck as well sadly not an engineer um and basically i don't know how we go from getting groceries to me and this lady going out it crashes and burns because i'm a very difficult person to deal with. I can play the game if I want to, but I don't usually. And I just went ahead and resorted to some old habits. I found, paid for, and subsequently fucked a hooker. (laughs) Fucked a hooker is a strong word though, because I tried to fuck her for like 20 minutes and then completely lost interest. And, and, and it's not that she wasn't beautiful. She was beautiful, and she's just lying on top of me now. And she's staring into my eyes, and she's like, do you cry a lot? And I'm like... <laughs> and I am like... <laughs> I am like, yes! And instantly start crying. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad for the responses. Thank you, sir. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, I can keep going on about how that made me feel, but to make it slightly less depressed for y'all, I'll leave y'all with a pun. Uh, why do crabs not give to charity? Because they're shellfish. Hey! All right. I actually did not know this was like a give me advice type of thing. So give it to me straight, guys. Yay! Well, we certainly will... Give it to you straight. That was uh, you're you're incredibly likable. You're, are you very what? new? Are you very new? Uh, kind of, sort of. Yeah, like yeah. Pretty yeah, much. you're you're so likable on stage. You have great. <laughs> you're great with the microphone. You're super loud. Your smile is great. Your energy is awesome. You, you have incredible hair. Thank you. This was not but yesterday. You, he can t- testify to that for well, sure. Well, your look and your energy on stage is great. It's Thank like you. palpable and exciting and Thank fun. Thank you. Um, and. I love your hair. So, but with the guy, with the guy, with the bald guy, it's like your joke, it's like you're punching up and punching down at the same time because you're literally punching up because you talked about punching him, but you're punching down because, you know, in a comedy writing jokes sense and that he's a bald person and you have such great hair. So I would make that joke like sort of a funny 
I mean, it seems like it might be too much for comics, but like you're literally punching down and punching up at the same time. I get it. I get it. Okay, good. I'm glad you got that. No, no, no. I think like you could work. I could do something with the hair. I totally get you. Yeah. Because once you start making fun of bald people and you have such extraordinary hair, it's like people will not like you because they'll be like, "Don't punch down." It's like it's like I'm a marathon runner, but I make fun of people in wheelchairs. It's like that doesn't work because Uh people are like, "That's not fair." So, but the punching up and punching down at the same time can work, especially when you talk. You end it with the hookers which i loved and and you're you're like all of that is actually 100 percent true and that's why it's so funny that's why it's so funny because because you're seeming very honest and i really i enjoy all of that like honesty and vulnerability this is getting recorded right yeah absolutely okay awesome sorry i was just making sure absolutely um i'm done i enjoyed it very much i think you're incredibly likable and your face smile as much as you can because you have an unusually beautiful like you know your your face is like ding so okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a bad microphone. I don't know if it's on. There's an on-off switch. You can just use mine. Oh, there we go. There you go. I got it. My yeah. Um. So no, with the the hooker story. So you didn't come. Didn't fuck the lady, right? I, I did not come. No. Okay. Because like, if you want to, I think that's the one. that's like, I mean, you heard the laughs it was getting. I feel like it's the closest to like an actual bit. And like, if you want to, like, you could kind of twist it. The only thing I can say. Is, like, Something like she bullied the cum out of me when she told you to cry. And that's well, okay, so okay, and like yeah, yeah. Okay, so like what had happened was like For I just sure. got depressed because I'm like it's oh, super. Sorry, oh, totally, ahead, and like sorry, and you don't have to like. And that's the thing too is like it can be your thing too, but if you just wanted to make it a joke, right? Like that's the thing is like, well, it's like she made me cry and I came, and that's she's like then you could say that line. <laughs> And then it like you know like you if you want like said go autobiographical but it like you said with a good bit that's like an end it's like a hard end yeah yeah and yeah, it's like yeah. funny like I said you heard the laugh you got off it just yeah thank you thank you no that's awesome thank you it's not and it wasn't a hard end it was more like a soft end yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh soft end. I get it I get it oh oh, oh sorry go ahead oh uh, I I'm not sure how long you've been doing this but uh, I really like uh, the inflection like the various tonalities that you have for your know, act outs and stuff I think that's really good uh, I w- I like that word inflection so yeah yeah like, uh, and then in the beginning were you trying to like do three different messages like when you said the five year old yeah that's that, that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. it's just like I'm a child. Right. I'm a teenager and I'm like way old too sometimes. Yeah, I really like the premise. I think um, maybe you could do some work around like setup Like add bunch, more setup examples to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I would really work on like just writing out your jokes and like figuring out like the setup and punch and like where the laughs would be. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, feel, I totally feel that. Yeah. I totally feel that. I hope you don't mind me. But you. as a random storyteller, yeah. you're entertaining. Thank you. But that's the thing is if you write it out, if you write it out and really craft it and have those punchlines like uh, John mentioned at the end, then you're then you're gonna have it all together. Because right now, even with just like hemming and on around, telling honest things, you still have this like performative aspect and yeah. likable quality that. Like that's the hardest part. Yeah, you can't yeah. teach that to people. You can't teach people how to like be entertaining on stage. And I think that you are, even Thank without you. like just it, but that, even with having like a. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Like a. Script, but if you had a great script, script, but if you had a great script, I had no script. I, right, I'm so doing this completely go. off the top of my head. Then, more or less. then that's great. That means that when you actually write yourself a script, think about how great it'll be then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. Find a microphone, Buddha. Uh, you can just come grab this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but mainly for keeping yourself, man. Like, like parents, like you're definitely likable. Like, thank you. Thank you. Oh fuck yeah! I'm down. I'm down. I'm down to smoke. Yeah, it's pretty much the only. I, I have. Yeah, no, I'm down to smoke. Fuck yeah, let's do it. 
Burn it down. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Vijay. Oh, one thing, one thing. I just wanted to say, Ramesh, dude, you were really funny. Like that was those that was good material. Like, yeah, no, that was awesome. Sorry, yeah, I just needed to say, uh, Sarish. Is your last name Subramaniam? Yeah. I guessed it because I she was like S and like I don't know. I'm like Subramaniam. They're the insiders. Clap your hands again for Vijesh Saran. Yay! All right, your next comedian. What a gem he is. We have time to give uh, everybody comments here to the end. So I love your next comedian. I think he's so funny. He's one of the people that keep OMG running every week, and it's um, such. A ge- like it's so great for the rest of the community when people run open mics and like keep them going and yeah. we can rely on them and this is a guy you can rely on to make you laugh put your hands together for John Gallagher dragging in Chinatown so if they give me they ain't- thanks guys uh, Valentine's Day was just a few days ago and uh, I think uh, my favorite part is always listening to couples fights oh my fucking god I saw so many good couples fights anybody get the joy of experiencing open couples fighting in the streets it's always beautiful it's fucking incredible uh, so I, I like I, I heard the tail end of one and it was just me and my girlfriend are walking outside and out of the window and I got I always got to look at this because I can't remember it but it's too fucking perfect but hear a woman's voice screaming at what I presume is a dude and what she says just super loud is oh yeah you're just mad because you can't get your dick hard when you're healed when you hear children screaming what what <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but children screaming and a soft penis usually go hand in hand, I feel like. And the opposite's a huge, that's a huge red flag. Uh, the, somebody just has a raging heart on it, the screams of children. Yeah, what? What? Like, the fact that this is a fight and like a point of contention, like, is somebody trying to fuck around a kindergarten? Like, what the fuck is, what is going on? You're like, I can only come when Blue's Clues is playing in the background or Teletubbies are on. Like, what the, why? I, like, and I, I wish, I don't have too much of a joke. Just this, I'm trying to work it out because it's just a thing that genuinely blew my fucking mind and I'm having trouble just picking up the pieces. Just to, even hearing that, it is fucking crazy um, to hear. Yeah, thank you. Oh, oh it's, I'm good. Thank you, though. I was, uh, def- I was not offered drugs at Mutiny Radio. Uh, <laughs> I was not offered, I was not, <laughs> I was, I was never, I was never offered legal ingested drugs, but prescription, prescription medication in Mutiny Radio, that's what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, guys, it's cool to see so many new faces. Uh, I remember when I started, uh, performing, like, uh, I was really nervous about getting on stage and this is like true. The thing I was super scared about getting up and telling jokes is that I would get on stage and that all I would do is go uh, and just piss my pants like that's all like legitimately I was just like really scared that that was a real thing that would happen and just like you know of course get on stage and just piss my pants for five minutes because you respect the light you know you have to because you have to you have to be good but uh, yeah like I was worried about that and the thing is this guys I went on stage and I didn't piss my pants but instead something much worse happened which is that I told the jokes that I'd written down to people some of them yeah some of them for years and that was just what a horrible detrimental mistake for my life generally just a way poor decision 
You know, because when you're starting out, like, some people can excuse an accident like pissing your pants once. You can't excuse that you told the same racist joke 30 times. It's like, John, you really think this? No, I, I wrote it down. I worked on it. It's like, yeah, that's much worse. Like, you gave it legitimate thought, and you're a sexist and a misogynist. Um... Let's see what else. Oh, I was uh, I was trying to write some jokes on Barton. Writing never looks cool, especially in notebook. You always just look like a slam poet or a schizophrenic. It's never good. Um, and then even like writing, I don't know, I was thinking about like illiteracy. You think people, like when you're poor, do you think you'd ever want to write? Because uh, I don't think you would. Because like writing all involve like, uh, like lords with feather quills, you know? And like it just looks pretentious. Like you're waving around a feather like, like that's what writing took, you know? Like every person writing back in the day just look like they were writing their wrist to tickle a fat kid you know or like uh, or, or just like why like why inherently you have to use a feather to do it why does a bird have to die for you to journal like that's already egomaniacal and crazy and uh fuck there's uh it's whatever and then writing a bar for the writing oh okay i was uh like the Ted Bundy thing, somebody was talking about serial killers, and I was watching a Lifetime documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer a little bit ago, and uh, Jeff, it was a documentary about like the cops that caught him. And if uh, quick, do you guys you guys know Jeffrey Dahmer? So, so yeah, so yeah, okay, go yeah. So cannibal serial killer, they caught him. He like hit put. He cut up people's bodies and put them in his fridge and stuff. And he, like, tracked down, like, gay guys outside of clubs and chopped them up and ate them, okay? So, all right. So, yeah, a minute. The honk, like, <laughs> it's like a punchline for this guy chopping up people. But but this this uh, this uh, the show interviewed the cops that got him. And they said, like, they asked him all these questions. And he, like, confessed to all of his crimes. But there's, like, one time when they asked him a question, they got, like, genuinely super upset. And the line of questioning was like this. It goes, the cops are like, so, Jeffrey, you kill people. He's like, yeah, I do that. And they go, you eat people. Yes, I do that. He's like, you drilled a hole in a man's head and put uh, glue in his brain to make him a zombie. He's like, yes, like you chopped off a man's face. Yes, I did that. He's like, uh, are you you're targeting mostly black and Latino gay men? Are you a racist? He's like, I am not a fucking bigot. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> And that's and that just goes to show you call white people whatever you want, but never racist. Don't ever no no white person is ever racist. Like, all right. John Gallagher, the genius. What a treat you are. Oh, well, thank you so much, Pam. Uh, the couples fights, hilarious. I feel like, please do more of those. It's so funny. The hard on with the children screaming, it's, it's so great. Like, you could even make up a bunch of them uh, yeah, after the real one, but it, the real one is so good. It's fucking, it's just like, no, it's just like a thing, like, holy, what the fuck is going on? What is this? Yeah, and I but, just have to, like, legitimately, just not even really a joke, just I have to tell people. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I just feel like I have to let people know. Like, why, why? What is this? But listening to couples fight, and especially on Valentine's Day, is oh, always a really the, fun thing. Oh my God, the best. Or like when, and the other thing is because we're in San Francisco, you can even bridge it into I hear people on vacation all the time. Oh, so yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. make that joke be more than just Valentine's Day, oh, turn yeah. it into. You know, you know when you hear tourists on vacation, we're in oh, San Francisco, and I'm in the, the blah blah blah, and you hear them, and then you can use that again and again. Oh, definitely, I love it so much. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. You're a genius. And oh, then the, oh, that's, that's oh, go so ahead. Nice. Other Thank people, you. the other the other people can say things, but I I really in, enjoyed everything you did. And the thing, the white people and the racists, you're gonna get everybody every time with that. It's 
Oh, thank you. That's it. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. There yeah, I have nothing constructive. I uh, just want to say, great set. Oh, thank you, man. Love you. Especially on the, oh. the comedian starting out joke, just the way that you like kept going on. You were just like stating the obvious, but it was just really oh, cool. on top of it. Also, I related way too much to that. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude, thank you. How long that. have you been doing this? It's been oh. like eight, nine years now? Uh, yeah, eight. Fuck, man. It's too long. It's too right. fucking long, but, guys. But, it's, <laughs> but for the new... For for the new comics in the room, though, yeah. it, they have to know that it, sometimes it takes eight years to be able to tell about your day or what happened last week. And oh, make it. totally. And yeah. it's just because you're funny now. But, yeah, I mean, would you have been able to tell a story when you were a year in and oh, have yeah, it be probably. as funny? Uh, yeah, know. probably not. I don't know. <laughs> right, <laughs> suck. Cool. All right, thanks, guys. Yay! John Gallagher, yay! Oh, there was no music there just because the song ended. There we go. John Gallagher, yeah! All right, we have one comic left, and I appreciate you guys so much for sticking it out uh, for your last comic of the night. He used to have a show here called Third Access Radio. He's a very talented man, a videographer, a photographer, an actor, giving us all, sparking up the joint tonight. Clap your hands together for Buddha on the block. I'm coming back home with the I'm on my way to Alley. How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking stoner as fuck right now. Like, I, I, I love marijuana. So, like, um, so this is um, a San Francisco tradition. If you broke as fuck, you, you get all the money that you can and you go buy weed with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should pay rent, buy some food, be responsible. But this is some dank shit. <laughs> like, like, this shit is really dank. I love weed. So, like, so usually I hate techies, but it's cool. I only hate white techies. So, <laughs> so they, they're, they're the fucking bastards. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm cool with broke white people. They understand. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I, I'm not white. I just want to clarify this really quick. I am fat, okay? <laughs> I, I am fat, and we fat people should unite. I'm looking at you, my big brother. Let's, <laughs> let's unite. As you know, as you, let's just face it. When, when the world freezes over, you skinny people are fucked. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to own this shit, okay? So, like, I had quite an interesting story. You know, I've been homeless in San Francisco for about, like, off and on for, like, eight years. Um, so, you know, like, my homeless is, like, I'm squatting in the office, you know, I have to fucking be a ninja to, like, to avoid the security guard sometimes. But, you know, I, like, you know, I just smoke weed and the fucking, do bad, like, I, like, I hope the security guard smoke weed. It'll be so much easier. I'm like, hey, boy. Good morning. <laughs> and just walk on, walk on by. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the owner doesn't need to know this shit. <laughs> but uh, nah, he's not fun. He's like, he's a typical security guard. He thinks he's a cop. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like oh, back up, um, you um, turkey bacon. <laughs> um. But, you know, I, I always been on my shit, though. You know, I went out and I tried to get a job. You know, I, I want to be responsible, you know? Be a grown-ass man like, you know, like you should. 
Yo, I got my dream job, like, I don't know, like, six months ago, at a wee club. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah. My fourth day walking, I got fired for sweating. <laughs> I, I sweat too much, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> a fucking customer said I sweat too much. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I should go back and walk that weed club. <laughs> Fuck Mission Organics. <laughs> um, but besides that, life is pretty cool. I found this place called Project Level. So they go out and they, they help young people and they teach them the, the mindset of an entrepreneur. So like, how, how do I go out and start my own business? So, you know, they give me the access for screen printing. They teach me screen printing. So hopefully by the summer, I have a couple, you know, fashion designs. You know, I'll try to sell that, make some money, get my business license. But meantime, you know, I got a job. I'm walking, you know, fucking looking for places, looking for roommates. So, you know, doing doing that, that broke-ass San Francisco, you know, average life shit. <laughs> um, I'm couch surfing at, you know, at, at some friends, you know, you know. I feel like, I really feel like a gangster. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, yeah, leave the tips up in uh, Mutiny. Definitely gotta leave tips for Mutiny. Like, this place is beautiful. Like, you know, like, not many cities have places like this. You can just come up and fucking get yourself on the radio and put yourself out there. Like, and it just gives you the opportunity. Plus, you know, if y'all wanted to start a show here, it's only like $100 a month. Like, it's, it's not that bad. So, like, you know, like, you know, it's like you get two hours every week and, you know, you can fucking kick back and be on the radio. If you, it's like a really great thing to do and uh, it fucking gives you a chance to put your voice out there in a different way. Then, you know, if it's not that hard to learn videos, so, you know, in your own shows, you know, you can set up your phone, you go on YouTube and learn some editing. Then you put, you know, you do like something with the Breakfast Club you do. Like... Like, you know, like, like, there's so many possibilities with, like, the technology that we have today. Like, it's just, like, it's fucking beautiful. Like, like, we're gonna have robots fucking do our farms and shit. Like, y'all don't fucking be in my room fucking, fucking on my phone. Fucking growing all my weed. <laughs> Fuck vegetables. Y'all, I, I'm fucking eating. I'm fucking fat life. Yeah, no, I'm fucking kidding. I used to be 400 pounds. Yeah, yeah, I'm like 230 now. Yeah, 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 nah, fuck that shit. It's fucking cold now. <laughs> like, I see, I get it, I get it. I totally get what you, what you skinny motherfuckers mean when you're always complaining when it's like 60 degrees outside. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> like, goddamn, I, like, I just want to go up and fucking eat at fucking KFC and gain the shit back. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck being healthy. Y'all have a good night and masturbate with cannabis oil if you get the opportunity to. <laughs> Yay! The Buddha, or Kevin Hardesty, if you want to follow him on other stuff. Yeah, follow uh, me on Instagram. Follow him on Instagram. I just Buddha tagged you. I, I took a picture of you, and then I and then so it'll be tagged on the thing, because I'm finally with the people. Um, <laughs> you're so honest, and I love your accent. I think it's so fun. Accent. I'm calling it. it an accent. It's darling. Um, I would say weed makes me a ninja, and then do the line, hey, man, good morning, because that's funny, because ninjas are usually secret. But weed makes you a ninja, and you just say hello, and you get in, kind okay, of thing. Okay, like it's yeah. opposite. I think that that'll change the perspective of the audience. It's so funny. Um, and could sweat be a euphemism for something else? Like 
maybe you thought they meant shady or thief or well, like, in reality it was my speech impediment we're keeping it real like oh, oh like the way I so sound, is sweat so, so they bring it back like, so yeah, is yeah. sweat is sweat a euphemism for my speech impediment yeah, yeah, like, and then i mean what what were they uh, like what were they really like what I, do, do you do, think do, do, do i stutter bitch yeah <laughs> i don't stutter i don't i don't stutter i just i just have a lisp or whatever that's funny see that's funny dude <laughs> I don't. I don't stutter. I just have a lisp. Is that sweating? Like, what is that? I don't have a stutter. I just speak on. I just speak like I eat pussy. <laughs> there you go. Com- comments. John Gallagher has comments. John Gallagher has comments. Stay up there. No, no. Stay. Well, he could. He could. He'll tell you in person, I guess. He'll tell you in person. Hey, you guys. Um, thank you so much for being here tonight and staying to the end. And it's really supportive. And you guys being here is what makes it a really supportive atmosphere. Because if no one was giving comments, it'd just be like me talking to people, which would be dumb. So thank you so much for staying and for donating to Mutiny Radio. And thank you so much for the commercial, Buddha. That was really nice. Uh, we do have podcasts here. And coming up in less than two weeks is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 50 comics from all over the United States. 45 shows. Five days. A lot of them are free. Get your tickets online. Thanks for being with us tonight. It's a joke workshop. Bye. I just got it from my people. Damn. Back feel heavy. It's all good. Leaning up the Chevy. Shed had the shit banging on some threes. Cause a brother like me don't fuck with nothing but heavy peas. Got them packs for all the max. Sit back, relax. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. 
Counter Offers menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offers serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and